0: Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. All right, so the results are in, and we have winners for our special July summer writing contest. Today is going to be a special sort of episode in that I will be reading stories that have been written by Boy Stories fans, rather than stories written by me, Tom Longano. So if you've been listening to the podcast and you've been thinking, man, not another Tom Longano story, well, you're in luck because these are going to be different stories. (laughs) I think if you're thinking, man, not another Tom Longano story, you're probably not listening to this podcast. You know, sometimes there's contests where they say we will announce the winners and then they don't do it till like the very end. I don't want to do that. I don't want to put you guys through that. If you submitted a story, you're already an amazing person, right? Because you sat down and you wrote a whole story and then you submitted it to for strangers to read. So give yourself a pat on the back. Great job. Just the fact you submitted is awesome. So I'm not going to put you through any torture of having to listen through the whole episode, having to listen to other people's stories, thinking is mine going to be... No, I'm just going to say at the top who the winners are. You're welcome. But also thank you because I was very impressed with the... We got submissions from all across the united states uh we got more submissions than i would have thought i really didn't know what was going to happen it was kind of a test run i thought hey we'll we'll put up the contest and we'll see we'll see who who submits and what kind of stories they have and the coolest thing for me, I think, was to see a lot of stories with the characters. I thought it was so cool to see those characters come to life through your imaginations. And I was also super excited to see how talented of writers a lot of you are. I mean, it's, it's, I should have guessed, right? Because you have excellent taste in stories and you're, if you're listening to this podcast. So you would be a good writer. But it was cool just to see that proved, you know, and not just good writers, but, um, Extremely intelligent humor. It's hard to write things that are funny, but like I read a couple of stories and I laughed out loud. So that was pretty awesome. Um, Before we get to the winners, I just I really want to thank our judges. Um, So there were four judges. Uh, there were Genevieve, Joe, Karen and Janet. Thank you for your time. Uh, And again, thank you so much to the Anderson family for sponsoring the entire contest. Um, could not have done it without you. And they have been so helpful in not only in getting all the prizes and stuff, but helping me with all the submissions and getting the submissions to the judges. Thank you to everyone who has put on this contest and thank you to you guys, the writers who have sent in stories. Again, it's hard. I know it's hard to write, um, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed writing those stories as much as I enjoy writing my boy stories and sharing them. So today on the podcast, we have an opportunity for a couple of the winners to share those stories. And I will read those stories. Um, We have kind of a selection across the grades because there were winners from every grade. And unfortunately it would take too long to read all of them. So we have, I believe four stories. Yes, we have four stories that we are going to read. Um, And I'm going to read the grand prize winner, the, the, the grand winner of the whole contest first. But before that, I've got to announce the winners. So just to recap, I'm going to announce the winners for each great. And then I'm going to read the grand prize winner. And then I'm going to read a small selection of other winners that have been chosen by the judges to be read on the podcast. And that will be today's episode. So here we go. Are you ready? I wish I had a drum roll. Well, you can imagine a drum roll, right? So first, in second grade, the winner. I'm not going to be this slow for all of them. But it's good to kind of build up a little bit. Especially if you're one of the boys or girls who have submitted and you're just waiting to hear. I'm just milking it. I'm going to milk it a little bit. I, I, I said I wasn't going to do it until the end of the episode, but I'm going to milk it. Okay, fine. Second grade, the winner is... Amon Anderson with birthday treats third grade the winner is Juliet McGinnis with the story the rat disaster fourth grade we have the winner Maeve Mitchell with the story the new kid fifth grade the winner is Monica McGovern with the story Leo's Big Day Sixth grade, the winner is Miko Bolkar with the story The Challenges. Seventh grade, the winner is Penny Connolly with the story Albert's Punishment. And finally, our eighth grade winner is Ava Ferry with the story Theodore's Hill. So congratulations to all of you who won. There was a lot of competition. Some grades, there was more competition than others because remember, the contest was for each grade. I do notice that a lot of girls won. A lot of girls won the Boy Story contest. So I would say, boys, you should step it up. But I also think it's kind of funny because in the Green Book of Stories, there are more girls and they do often win. So I'm sorry, boys. Just uh, get used to it. Um, there were some honorable mentions, uh, that I should say these, these were from some of the more, you know, the really close race grades, right? Um, maybe there were more submissions in those grades and they were harder to, to decide. Uh, but these were, um, Joseph from Wisconsin with Fort Warfare, Sully from Maryland with Sully's Creek Adventure and Luke from Texas with Running Away Part 3. i got to read that one. I've not read Running Away Part 3, but I'd like to. Luke, I will read your story after I record this podcast. <laughs> I did not have a chance to read all the submissions. I read a lot of them. I read parts of a lot of them, too. Um, and again, I was very pleased. Well, I was very... I, I shouldn't say surprised. I was... F- you know, it was really cool that I found myself laughing, you know, had so many of them. And you will, too, because now I get to read them. <clears throat> First of all, I will read the winning story, um, the one that won the grand of all the contests, winning story of the whole contest. And that story is called Albert's Punishment. I'm bringing it up on my computer right now. I'm going to read these stories with the voices. Um, and I think you'll find you'll be just as impressed as I am, and you will find that it's almost just like hearing another boy story. So this is Penny Connolly's story, Albert's Punishment. Seven days, Albert thought. Seven days. That's all he thought about through history, art, and now math. It wasn't his fault. His mother knew he hated that dinner. In fact, Albert thought his mother would be impressed by his ancient caveman drawings sketched all over the dining room walls, made purely of chicken and rice. And now, all because of this, no video games for seven days. One whole week. Video games are more than an education. It's a way of life, Albert told his mother when he got home. Nothing teaches you better justice, Albert added, with a grave voice, than killing a man that has wronged you. Albert, gasped his mother, horrified. That is barbaric talk. Look at what these video games have done to you. What would make you think that? Jeffrey came to mind. Relax, Albert's mother said. It's only a week anyway. You have six more video game free afternoons. I believe in you. I believe in justice, shouted Albert. Call a friend to play with, hollered his mother, walking away. I don't have any friends. Then fold your laundry. Hello, Porge, Albert said in his bedroom on the phone. Yeah. Hey Albert, what's up? Wanna play, um... Albert didn't know how to say this. What primitive land did his mother spend childhood on, playing... Albert tried to say it. Outside? Oh, I don't think I have that game, sorry. What's it on? Albert hung up. School the next day was hard. Because of no video games, he went to bed early, so Albert was tired. Video games are the one reason to live. So naturally he was drained. Look at him, Leo whispered to Jake and Timmy at lunch, nodding towards Albert, who was eating alone. The poor soul has had the very meaning, existence of life, sucked out of his tired, miserable body. It's only a matter of time before he loses grip on reality itself. Wow, he's usually so energetic, Timmy frowned. Jake and Leo shared a look. "Hey guys," Porge said, sitting his tray on the table. "Have you heard of the game outside? I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find." Porge glanced from Albert to his friends. "Oh, you guys talking about Albert? He needs our help," Leo decided. "When men are troubled," began Leo, glancing around the table, "what do they need?" "Video games?" Jake started. Leo glared at him fellowship amongst other men leo got up his tray got up with his tray and sat at albert's table albert was asleep leo poked him awake huh oh sorry i went to bed early leo nodded knowingly i will offer my services to your miserable cause leo told albert timmy said walking up from behind leo and taking a seat at albert's table no fee Maybe a small fee, Jake said, joining the now filled table, accompanied with his tray and porridge. Nonetheless, we want to help you, began Leo. We are all well aware of your current situation. I will lend you my persuasive expertise, and together, Leo said with one foot on the table and the other kneeling beside it, with my stellar vocabulary, confidence, and leadership and your can-do attitude, we will change your mom's mind and you can go back to killing Jeffrey's avatar over and over and over and over again. Are you with me? Yes, Jake, Timmy, and Porge yelled. Albert, seeing no downside, shrugged and nodded, specifically driven by the last part of Leo's speech. Leo leaned over the table and shook Albert's hand. Albert's mother didn't stand a chance. Leo's plan started later that day after school. Leo had followed Albert to his car. Well, hello, Leo. It's so nice to see you. How are you? Albert's mother said when she noticed Leo walk with Albert. Me? Oh, I'm well, thank you. Although, I wish I could say the same about my friend here. Leo gestured towards Albert. You see, he's been awfully sluggish recently. I'm worried about his health. His health? Albert, are you all right? Anything you could think of to change his well-being? Nothing. Albert's mother thought deeper for a second. There was something. Thank you for your concern, Leo, but Albert is fine. He is just upset about the outcome of one of his decisions. It was nice to see you, Leo. Albert got in the car with his mom. "'Albert, five more days. I won't change my mind. Stop trying to.' She turned to Albert from the front seat. "'Leo's a very nice boy, though.' Four more days. After school, Porge knocked on Albert's door. "'Hello, Gordon. What a surprise,' Albert's mom said. "'Hi. May I please speak to Albert?' "'Oh, um, of course. Albert!' called Albert's mom from the bottom of the stairs. Albert came ambling down the 13 steps with a heavy heart. Hey, Albert, Porge said. Albert, at the sight of his friend, ran to the open door. Uh, wanna Wade? We haven't hung out much. Albert's face lit up. "Raid! he wanted to. That sounds like so much fun, Albert said, trying to sound like he hadn't rehearsed this earlier at school. Albert, no. his mother mouthed from behind the door. Um I can't sorry. Maybe tomorrow. His mom shot him a look. Maybe in his mom gestured the number three with her fingers. Three days. Oh okay. Well see you tomorrow, Porge said, hoping to sound as disappointed as possible. See you in three days. Besides school, Albert mumbled, closing the door. Albert's expression sank as he went upstairs. Albert's mother felt guilty. The plan might just work. My mom looked pretty guilty, Albert told the table at lunch. Perfect. Jake, mission oven mitts is a go. Phase three, tonight, Leo said. That night, Albert and his father and mother's dinner was interrupted by a knock at the door. Hello, Jake. How are you? Albert's mom said, opening the door. I brought Albert some brownies because I noticed he was not being his energetic self. Albert's father and mother shared a look. You made these yourself? Oh, that's so kind of you. Albert, honey, look. Albert walked to the door. Have you eaten, honey? Albert's mom said to Jake. I did. Thank you, though. Enjoy them, Jake said, handing Albert a basket of brownies. Feel better. Jake left, and Albert's mother closed the door. That was so nice of him. You you have such great friends, Albert. They all look after you. I guess, Albert said, taking a bite of brownie. It was finally the morning of the last day. Albert, honey, Albert's mom said, opening his bedroom door. Good morning. I have some news. I have changed my mu-. Albert. Albert was wearing nothing but his underwear sprawled between his bed and the floor. His bed sheets clothed his twisted figure. His face was smeared with brownie fudge. The basket of baked goods covered the floor. Chocolate ground into the rug. Look upon me, mother, and weep. This is your doing. You have stripped my heart from my bloody vessel. I have collapsed. Look to where I point and see my deathbed. Blame yourself for my untimely demise. Albert stuck his tongue out for effect. Had Leo's speech worked? Albert stole a glance to see his mom's expression. Albert's mother's face was not what Leo said it would be. Seven days, Albert thought. Seven days. All right, that was Albert's Punishment, a story again by Penny Connolly. Thank you very much. Uh very dramatic there in the end. I don't know if uh their plan pulled off was pulled off too well. Sounds like uh Albert ended up getting in even more trouble. I have I have questions. I have some questions um for Penny. For one, is uh, was he the was it the brownies that killed him in the end? <laughs> or 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 was uh, was it the loss of video or the loss of video games drove him to an overconsumption of brownies, which then led him to stage his death. And in Leo's mind, Albert's mother seeing Albert potentially dead by brownie on the floor should have should have encouraged her to let him play more video games. However, he clearly got another seven days by the way, rightfully so. Got another seven days of punishment. Um, anyway, very inventive story. I have questions, but I also really enjoyed reading it. I, I do have to say some, uh, some of the vocabulary, like from what Leo was saying to Albert's final dying whatever, <laughs> was really good. Excellent job. Um, some great words and great command of the language and some really really good dialogue too. So hats off to you, Penny. Moving on. Our next story to share with you today is by Eamon Anderson, and he is in second grade. So it's a shorter one. You know, these second graders, they're just trying their best. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, And this one is called Birthday Treats. It is dedicated to my mom. Oh, nope. (laughs) I thought that said dedicated to my mom, but it says dictated to my mom. So, uh, looks like he didn't want to type. Well, you know, second graders, you can cut him some slack. I'm glad he's writing stories. Let's hear it. Birthday treats. It all started when porridge brought worms instead of gummy worms. He wanted revenge on everyone that called him fat because he is, in his own words, not fat. Everybody tried them at the same time and said, Ew, worms. Leo was offended because porridge brought worms. The next birthday was Leo's birthday and he brought sticks instead of chocolate-covered pretzel sticks for his treat. Then... It was Timmy's birthday, and he brought rotten logs. Because Porge brought worms, and Leo is his best friend, and Leo brought sticks. The next birthday was Jake's. He brought blue jello that everybody thought was blue raspberry jello, so everybody wanted some. And then they ate it all at the same time and started spitting out their little jello bits because it was pickle juice jello. Ugh. For Timmy's birthday treat, instead of triple chocolate chocolate chip cookies, he brought triple dog food cookies. He said he used the slimy dog slobber for the batter. He also added a few of the chicken-flavored dog medicines since they were brown. Then it was Albert's birthday, and instead of brownies for his treat, he brought dirt that looked like brownies. They even had a bunch of ant holes in them. Albert said, Everybody did something bad to me on their birthday, so why don't I do it to them? Great logic. Uh, The next birthday was Greg's. Greg overreacts. Greg brought dog poop made into a cake and got some dog food frosting that dogs like. (laughs) And he he used a special kind of spray to make it smell like real cake. Uh, (laughs) The next day, Greg brought another treat, which was raw chicken. Okay, Mr. L said, I think I might bring something funny too. Since his yard is full of a bunch of pines, he got a pile of pine needles and said to the class, Dessert is served. My treat is lime-flavored stick candies. Mr. L said to the class, We will never have birthday treats again. And that is the birthday treat story. Um, again, written by a second grader. Very good for a second grader. Uh, it was... A little bit gross in part, so I apologize to everyone who had to hear that part about Greg's uh, wonderful dog dog poop birthday treats. Um, But, yes, we're going to move on to the next story. The next story we have is by Maeve Mitchell. uh, And it is called The New Kid. One Friday afternoon, when the students were packing up, Mr. L made an announcement. Remember, students, a new student will be joining our class on Monday. I want you all to welcome him to our class. Also, just a reminder, we will have a kickball game on Monday, too. On Monday, Mr. L asks the new boy to tell a little bit about himself. Hello, my name is James. My favorite subject is math. I like to play kickball. My favorite food is bacon and I go fishing with my dad almost every weekend. It is an honor to be at this school, and it is a pleasure to meet you all. Thank you, and good day, James said. Then he sat down, and math class began. Okay, let's start with uh, one hard question. What is 20 squared plus 10 cubed minus the square root of 36? There was silence. Then Charlie raised his hand. Yes, Charlie, Mr. L said. Uh, 1,391, Charlie said confidently. "Uh, I'm sorry, Charlie, that is not the answer, Mr. L said, surprised. James raised his hand. Yes, James, said Mr. L. I think the answer is 1,394, James said. That is correct, Mr. L shouted. The whole class gasped. Am I dreaming, said Albert. Later, during first break, Greg went to talk to James. "'So, uh James, did you go fishing last weekend?' Greg asked James. "'I did,' James answered. "'So what did you catch?' asked Greg. "'I caught a fish called a musky. James answered modestly. "'There's no way you caught a muskie. There is, like, no way. "'If you did, you should take me fishing next weekend,' said Greg. "'Okay, sure.' We can go next weekend, James said. I think we should get back to class. The boys ran down the hill to line up. At lunch, James sat next to Porge, who was sitting with Timmy and Jake. Oh, hey, James. What do you have for lunch? Porge asked. I have a sandwich and leftover bacon. You say you have bacon? interrupted Porge. Can I have some? Sure, said James. Sweet, said Porge. Porch took all of the bacon from James's lunchbox and stuffed it into his mouth. On second break, they played kickball. The game started out slow, but James amazed everyone when he stepped up to the plate. He was the best kickball player Mr. L's class and Mr. M's class had ever seen. On defense, he was a monster, catching every ball in his path. By the end of the second inning, Mr. L's class was up by four. And by the end of the game, Mr. L's class won for the first time, 16 to 5. Everyone started chanting James's name, even Mr. L. And finally, when it came time to pack up that day, James noticed that Jeffrey was having trouble fitting his lunchbox into his backpack and stayed back to chat about the squirrels that were playing together outside the classroom window while Jeffrey reconfigured his books until his lunchbox fit. The boys then walked to the parking lot together, where both of their moms were waiting for them. Mr. L thought James could not have been a more perfect fit for all of the different personalities in his class. But Leo was not so easily impressed. Who does this new kid think he is, coming into my class and automatically garnering favor with all of my friends? Just about everything that he says or does is impressive to someone in the class, Leo wondered to himself. The next day, during first break, Leo tried to impress everyone by doing handstands on a tree stump. He could only go as far doing a donkey kick. He could only go as far doing a donkey kick. No one was impressed, and so Leo decided he should make a plan to take James down. In class, he would distract James while he was answering a question. At lunch, Leo would take the Brussels sprouts that his mom packed in his own lunch and put them in James's lunch so that Porge wouldn't think his lunch was so great. And while James was going to kick and kickball, he would yell, kick left or kick right or middle. Leo was sure to make James look like a fool. The next day, Leo took action with his plan. In class, Leo got his seat moved because he and Jake were talking too much. So he wasn't close enough to distract James from answering questions. And James answered every question. At lunch, Leo put some Brussels sprouts over James's brownie in his lunchbox. But when James showed Porge's lunch, Porge got really excited. You have Brussels sprouts? Porge asked excitedly. Um, I don't James started. I love Brussels sprouts, Porge interrupted. James handed Porch some Brussels sprouts. Leo got mad. His plan was failing, but he had one last trick up his sleeve. During the kickball game against the fourth grade class, James was up to kick. Leo shouted, kick left. James kicked left. The ball went all the way into the parking lot. Home run, Albert shouted. Thanks for the suggestion, Leo. James said earnestly as he stepped on home plate. Leo was mad that his plan hadn't worked. But he was starting to think that James wasn't so bad after all. If all his friends liked James, then maybe Leo should give him a break and start to like him too. All right, so that was The New Kid by Maeve Mitchell. What a nice story about friendship and togetherness. Uh, I like again how how Maeve was able to capture all of the characters' different personalities. Um, and yeah, poor Leo can't have a good plan. His plans keep failing. Um, but you know what? I don't know if that was a good plan in the first place to uh, to try and ruin the new kid's you know dominance over the class because it's not about dominance. It's about getting. Getting along together and just enjoying life in school. And isn't this a great lesson? We're moving on. Up next, we have Miko Bokar, uh, whose story, The Challenges. I'm, I'm excited because I haven't read this story yet. Um, And Miko was a student of mine. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to reading it right now, live on the podcast for all of you. Miko, hope you're doing great. Congrats on winning. This is The Challenges. Thomas was not enjoying his day. This was the day of the year where Mr. B made up all sorts of challenges for his students to do during the day. Thomas wanted to study and learn stuff. But no, he was going to be stuck doing athletic challenges and music challenges and FYI, Music was Thomas's least favorite subject. All right, class, let's go to the field, said Mr. B. There was no way to get out of it, so Thomas went with his class to the field. When they got there, Mr. B explained the rules to the class about how all the games would work. At the end of it, Thomas hadn't the foggiest idea of what Mr. B had said. Mr. B split up the teams, and the four captains were Anthony, Luke, Joey, and Daniel. Not surprisingly, Thomas was picked last for Joey's team. The first challenge was soccer. Joey and Luke were the first matchup. Joey and Luke were the first matchup. When it started, Luke passed the ball down the line to Jim. Jim took it down the field and crossed the ball to Josh. Thomas had a perfect chance to intercept the ball, but he got megged. And Josh scored. Not sure what megged means. Boy, was Joey mad. At least Joey got the ball next. Thomas got the ball and booted it down the field, intercepted. Jim got the ball, took it down the field, and scored. Mr. B then said, game over. Thomas watched as the other teams played, wishing he had not let his team down. The next challenge was the two types of ring toss games. One type was to get the ring on a hook. The other type was tossing the ring onto bottles. Thomas was horrible at both of them. He threw too weak, and he threw too hard. They lost to Anthony's team. Joey was madder than ever. Thomas felt horrible. The next challenge was soccer ball shooting. The, this activity could possibly give the teams a lot of points. Joey kicked the ball and it went top left. That was 100 points. Everybody else on the team got 25 or 50 points. Then it was Thomas's turn. He missed the goal completely. The final score was 575 to 325 in favor of Joey's team. Thomas was glad that his team had finally won, but he was still upset that he had not contributed. There were still four activities left. Ah, lots of activities. And the next one was frisbee throwing. Thomas was hoping that he would be good at that. Thomas was lucky that he was put on a team that had the best frisbee thrower in the grade, Blake. He could throw a frisbee 100 feet sometimes. Blake was first up. He threw the frisbee 70 feet. That counted for 70 points. Later, the teams were tied, and Thomas was the last guy to throw. He just needed to get a couple points, but when he threw, he forgot to let go and accidentally threw it behind him. Mr. B always counted that as minus five points. Thomas' teammates were furious at him, and he felt very guilty. The next activity was kickball. Thomas' team was playing Daniel's team, and Joey was the pitcher. Thomas was playing in the outfield. Joey pitched the ball. Bam! Right to Joey. He caught it. That was one out. The team got the last two outs, and they were up to kick. Points were scored, balls were caught, and home runs were made. Thomas was not helping his team with his horrible kicks, throws, and catches. Uh, Yep, even his catches were horrible. Okay. His team tied, and that was okay. But yet again, Thomas wished that he had contributed. Man, poor Thomas. Okay. The second-to-last activity was next. Thomas just wanted it to be over. Oh, gosh. This activity was relay races. Thomas was okay at relays, but he was not great at it. The first one was the bear crawl. Joey won that one. The next one was the army crawl. Blake was crushing that one. and was about 10 feet ahead of everyone else. All the other teammates also did well in their activities. Then it was Thomas's turn. He was doing the crab walk. He won, but his teammates did not take much notice which made him feel disappointed. Oh, Thomas, gosh. (laughs) This is is a sad story. Uh, Then came the last activity, the music competition. This activity could give teams the most points, but nobody really liked it. This activity was run by Mr. P. (laughs) Nobody really liked him. (laughs) Thomas had no more confidence left in him, but he was going to try. Every kid got the instrument, that they played in the class band. The four groups did not do very well and Joey and Blake did horribly. Then it was Thomas's turn to play. Thomas did an amazing job. He played through the song The Legend of Alhambra," without a single mistake and played lots of other great musical pieces. Mr. P announced that Joey's group had won the music competition. Thomas had saved his team. Thomas was very happy to tell his parents that he had saved his team from losing. His parents were very proud of him. In fact, they said as a reward, he could pick the restaurant they went to on Friday. I know I said that music was Thomas's least favorite subject, but that did not mean he was not good at it. Go figure. Alright, that is the end of the challenges. Uh poor Thomas. I'm really glad that he came out alright in the end. I wonder what restaurant he chose to to celebrate his victory at. Also poor Mr. P, who no one likes apparently. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh I, I think it's really good that Thomas persisted and kept trying. And I'm I, I think it you know that this story, Miko, has a has a very triumphant ending. So Great job <laughs> that that is all of our stories that we have time for today on the podcast thank you for listening to these if you are still listening but more importantly thank you everyone for submitting again i want to do the contest again that i'm sounding like a broken record now but i but i really did find the submissions to be extremely entertaining and inspiring so Please, I, I hope that you listen to this and, and you want to write. It doesn't even have to be for a contest. Just go and sit down and write stories because story writing really is some of the, uh, some of the best things that, that you can do as a, as a young boy or girl. And on that note, I think we will end this special story writing episode. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production written and performed by the author Tom Longano. The Red Book of Stories and the Blue Book of Stories are available on Amazon.com. You can also get signed author copies on TomLongano.com. This podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin and... If you like the podcast, please do leave a rating and a review, whether on the Apple Podcast site or if you like the stories, you can leave a rating and a review on Amazon. We read all the reviews and uh, we really, really appreciate them. Uh, Please do share with friends as well. And if you have any questions uh, for Tom Longano or any of the characters and you'd like your question to be featured on a podcast, uh, you can... Email Tom Longano through the contact portal on TomLongano.com. You can also record a voice message on Anchor, and then you will get your voice on the podcast. Very exciting. Thank you so much for listening. This has been so much fun for us, and we hope it is just as much fun for you. See you next time.